0: Oh, spiritual things are like that. That's why Jesus said, when did I see you? When Jesus spoke. He said, they will say, when did we see you? And help you. He said, you did it to the least of my brethren. The time they were doing, they didn't know they were doing anything. Your seeds, spiritually, are usually inconsequential. They don't look so big. They they appear inconsequential when you are sowing them. That's why I keep on saying, I always like to drop this one. When somebody says, put money here, God will bless you tomorrow, is a lie. The real one that God will use to bless you, you don't know when you dropped it. You will have forgotten. It works by the good way, it works the bad way. Many people get into trouble somewhere, they sow the seeds of iniquity elsewhere. But it's a spiritual principle. It's germinating. It's germinating. That's how I'm explaining the principle. Be careful. When anything you are doing in life is a seed. Be careful that always you are sowing your seeds to the spirit, not to the flesh. I hope you are getting the point I'm making. Be careful that always your seeds are being sown to the spirit, not to the flesh. And it is the reason why you are doing what you do that counts in the realm of the spirit. Again, I'd like to drop it so you people understand money. Because it's give offering thing. If you give money because you want to get, you did not sow into the realm of the spirit. You sow to the flesh because you are doing something for your own personal gain. You are not walking in love. If you are doing something to help somebody else, that's when you are walking in love. That's when your offerings, your seeds of money, really, really produces fruit. When you hear that, oh, this person is in need. Oh, let's solve his problem. Let's solve her problem. This gospel is being preached. Oh, let's participate. We need to preach the gospel. Then you have a reward. When somebody says, just give a thousand dollars today, oh the last time I gave a thousand dollars, my life has not been the same again. So that your life will not be the same again. You drop a thousand dollars, your life will not be the same. You know why you've lost a thousand dollars. It can't be the same. You've lost a thousand dollars. You have lost a thousand dollars. But if you have given that same money out of true, genuine love for God, they told that look, we need this money to preach the gospel in this place. They say, Yes, the gospel must advance. You drop the money, then God will give you a reward abundantly. It's called showing to the spirit. Please, I hope you're getting my point here. What's my teaching this afternoon? To explain to us that, listen, again, just to emphasize what we've said before, we can resist this sin. It's just at which point we begin, that's the problem. As I told the story of that young woman that my friend was counseling with on the phone, and he said to her simply, what are these voices I'm hearing? One from here, one from there. And she confessed. Essentially, I told this man I am going to marry him so he could pay my way to go and do my master's in an expensive place. And he did, he has the money. Then at the end of the day, I said, I know they do it again. I'm sorry, I've lost interest. It was something in my mind. The other man also, I needed money to settle down. And I know this man will all fight. So I took from them. And then now, how it worked? I told you, you know how Satan works? He's an accuser. He's an accuser. He takes those things before the judgment throne of God and presents accusation against people. And I said the people repent. And when I say real repent, not repent and stay in the house. Pack out of that house. You must bear foot in keeping with repentance. The one I paid for you to go to master's, you cannot return the certificate. Have a deal with him. I will refund your money. I will start working. You will be priority. I will pay you back. Yes. it's called bearing fruit in keeping with repentance not to say don't worry when we finish we apologize to God God does not take apology, it takes repentance there's a world of difference between apology and repentance why did I tell that story? to let us know that people sow seeds makes resisting the devil difficult when they start harvesting again these are all reviews because I'm hoping to end this series today the main thing I want to explain and emphasize on today okay Again, can be drawn from all of this before we begin to take our declarations. Is that one we read from that um, from, um, Psalm 45? We read it last time also. He said, "Because you have loved righteousness and you hated iniquity, or hated wickedness." My emphasis today is that before a Christian can walk above sin, he must hate iniquity. I hope you are getting my point. It must be what hatred. 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 Many people don't hate sin. In fact, they make excuses for it. They make excuses for it. There are two forms of excuses. One of them is, well, let me not count. I'll just mention forms of excuses that people make. One is that people say it doesn't matter. God God is not checking. All right? That is one. Another is that people say that I am not how do I say it now? I am not able, are you getting my point, to resist. And the, that's the one most people sit upon. You go to, you know, the world today, they are trying to advance the cause of sexual um, impurity, what the Bible calls um, impurity, which is more than they we call it homosexuality and all of that. All right, And the major thing they try to say to you is that I was born like this, which, of course, there is no medical evidence to that effect, all right? All the statistics are twisted to support that claim. It's not true. It's not fact. People just say what they want to say, and please be careful what you read in the media. I'm going somewhere. Many of the things they say in the media are not based on truth. Their journalists are like that. They are trained, like now, if they want government to reverse the fuel increase, all the editors can conspire. All the editorials should be against increase. They will allow those who want to speak against it, they will give them space. And if you are going to say anything against it, against them, all right, they won't allow you. Now, the general public hears their own side of the story so much, that after a while, they think it's true. In propaganda, it's like that. They just say something, no matter how stupid it is. Say it long enough, people eventually start believing it. Why am I saying all of these things? That is what they did with impurity. All the things they say, they are not based on medical facts. The statistics are flawed. Yet, they keep saying it. They keep saying it so as to raise a whole generation who is not angry at iniquity. And once you have people who are complacent towards iniquity, iniquity is established. They don't have to participate. They just accept it. They become complacent. It does not provoke anything in them. And you go and see it. When God was going to speak about Lot in Sodom and Gomorrah, he emphasized that his conscience was defiled every day. He emphasized. That the man's heart was troubled because of the iniquity around every day. That was one of the things that qualified him for deliverance. Read your Bible well. He said this man's heart... The, the, it, see, it had to disturb him. If it did not disturb him... Many people are not disturbed by iniquity. That's the problem. They make excuses. If I don't do this, how will my children go to school? Make excuses. And once you make excuses for something... The power of grace to overcome it is gone. My message today is you must hate. You must hate iniquity. The other day, again, please pardon me, it's, it's public news, so I will not, um, and I'm not saying anything evil about people. The other day, when uh, Pastor Chris Ocotier, a few years ago, casually announced that he and his wife, his wife was separating, were separating. I was personally angry for one simple reason. Now, you know, they have a scene in well, most parts of Africa, anywhere Western Nigeria. There's a man wearing the shoe that knows where he's pinching him. And I understand. So I'm not, one, I, I'm not really there to start judging. That I, I don't know whether the woman had pulled a gun when they aimed at his head, and it was God walking through like he did in David that helped him dodge, I don't know. I don't know whether he was the one that pulled the dagger and aimed at the woman and it was God like he delivered David. So you know, you don't know what people are going through. So I'm not here judging that, how cool, how cool. What I disagreed with and I still disagree with till today is the casualness with which it was announced. What I disagree with, even Lake Elder, I read some of his comments. What I and he was a member of the church, yes. No, sorry. This is not. It's common G. So it's not, I'm not. Uh, I'm not gossiping. It's in. The, it's everywhere. It's not. Um, you hear him talk, all right? Now, what I disagree with with all of them. Is not because you do know what people are going through. That's not my issue. Please get my point. My displeasure, is the casualness we talk about divorce, and we make excuses for it. We should talk about it as a tragedy. I expect when it happens, we, the whole church will mourn. Mm. We will visit the man and say we are so sorry. Why did he not tell us all this? Why so we could pray with you? I expect to meet him crying, not to stand up there and casually talk. If your son died, was that how, is that how you will announce it? I just want you to know that my first son died last week. He was knocked down by a car. Romans chapter five. <laughs> You are not going to do that. You are not going to do that. And why I speak like this, even though some may be offended that why are you talking about this, is because, listen, I also have a voice now in the body of Christ. And I want people to know that we will not toe that American path. That's what I'm preaching. Is it possible that it will happen once in a while? Yes. Things like that will continue to happen. But we will never accept that it's normal. We will never accept that once we have excuses, we should be comfortable with it. Because God said, I, the Lord, I hate divorce. He knows it will happen. But he said, guys, let me give you my opinion about it. It's horrible in my sight. And I'm saying, people of God, you must have that same mind towards things like that. When it comes to sin, that's what I'm talking about. Except we hate it. People talk in Nigeria, like, uh, you know, Nigeria, if if you don't take bribe and all of that, how will you survive? And we make excuses. We don't have hatred. Listen, if you really hate something, it will leave you after a while. If you hate your wife, she will go. If you just want to divorce your wife, just start showing that you hate. No matter how much she loves you. Only even a dog say after a while the dog he, he won't go away. He'll just I will find another more comfortable place to stay. People no say that dog stick with you forever. Kick your dog after you come. Whether you come and greet you tomorrow, the dog is not going to come and greet you tomorrow. If you hate the devil, you know what I mean by hate. I don't mean this Pentecostal hate, right? Though it's actually love. If your key does not open, say the devil said my door will not open. That's love. I tried to start my car this morning. The devil sat inside the engine. As I was going, the devil was waiting on the road. Anybody accompanying you like that must love you. One <laughs> hmm. day I saw one woman preaching on television. <laughs> I didn't catch the, the initial part of it, though. He said, "I, I realize any time I want to share the revelation, the devil always gets scared. The devil scatters the station." Okay. When I heard the revelation, I said, "It's not the devil; it's the angel of God trying to spare you from lying to the whole world." Seventy-seven dollars for perfected blessing. Now says the devil that, <laughs> that scattered the station. You should have known who scattered it. It's God in heaven. It's such a powerful revelation. Anytime I want to share it, the devil is there, but damn, I go. It's not the devil. It's not the devil anything. I can even be lying against God and the devil will be supporting it. That is what I mean. Like the devil will not be hindering the light. The devil will support the lie. He will bring more lights, more cameras, say it, say it, confuse the children of God worldwide. If the when you want to preach wrong doctrine, if things spoil, it is not the devil, it is God. And if your equipment is always poor, it's not the devil. Maybe you refuse to buy new ones. It's lack of faith. <laughs> if you have faith for better things, like our generator spot the other day, I had to gear up my faith. And they told me the price of the type of diesel I wanted, brand new. I said, in the name of Jesus, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> if generator keeps going off every day, and I say, Brother, let us pray. The devil will not, is not, doesn't want us to preach. So let's point out our generator. Just say, Pastor. This prayer is not necessary. Here is a check. Go to Meccano. They will give you a new one. The devil won't come back here again. (laughs) 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 The Lord is good. (laughs) My message please is, so I'm not going to happen because of hatred. I mean real hatred. If we hate his works, if we hate his suggestions, because that's the main interaction he tries to give to us. Tells you, look, do it like this. I told the brother looked at me. once, I said, "Kai, look at the traffic on this website, sir. We can make money from this traffic." I said, "Get behind me, sitter." That's what I mean by hatred. You know, I said, "Devil, if you come here, I'll box you." The suggestion is ungodly. There are suggestions. I've seen pastors who, what they now sell is forever living products from pulpit. One of my colleagues is a very very interesting human being. He's a Catholic. Then one day was in church, the reverend father brought his friend, and that one started introducing one, one of these things that they are selling, is it Tian whatever, one of those teas yeah. here, and how it cures fibroids, diabetes, chronic headache, waist pain, back pain, nose ache, everything. My friend, very interesting creature, he put up his hand, they allowed him to the front, he collected the microphone from the reverend father, and said, you're a dangerous man. He said, You, you are a very dangerous person. Gave the man the mic back and went to his seat. All devout Catholics gave him space. <laughs> Any man who can get up in church, during Mass, look a Reverend Father in the face, is a left handed person. Pointed his left hand at a man like this and told him he's dangerous. So when I go back to his seat, every man misgover. Me <laughs> when the devil comes to church, you give him space. <laughs> That's how they treat him that day. What am I trying to say? Those are the temptations of the devil. Pastors sometimes do it. It's called turning your stones to bread. When you have the power, when you're on the pulpit, you have power. You must be careful to use only to lead people in the path of righteousness for His name's sake, not for your pocket's sake. Are you getting my point? Very crucial. Only use that power. So when the devil says, listen, okay, market this thing for us from your pulpit, we'll give you a cut. Tell him, get behind me, Satan. That's, a, that's what I mean by hatred. That's hatred. That's hatred. Listen to me. If we hate the work of iniquity, it will leave us alone. If we hate it, based on that hatred, we use, remember, let me just summarize something again. I want us to close, you know, declare the word of God and close on time. Remember what I said this whole story by explaining a particular principle. Jesus was a human being like you and me, true of us. True of us. True. Say, like you believe it, Joe. Uh, it's not blasphemy. The Bible says he, he partook in flesh and blood like us. And he was tempted in every way. As you and me have been tempted and have been tempted. He said, however, he was without sin. And he told us how he did it so that he was without sin. And we said these are the things. One, he loved righteousness and hated iniquity. This was a prophetic sound. A messianic sound like they called them. Then also, he knew how to pray. The major, I said at the beginning, the most important sin is not this lie. Alright? Fornication, stealing. Those are products of the real sin. The real sin was that he, a man would separate himself from the center of God's will for his life. And when he came to that point, and the pressure was much. And I said, don't make excuses. The excuse was that the pressure is much. The cross is difficult. How can a man do it and go to that amount of pain? God will understand if we don't go to Nineveh and we head for Tashish. God should understand. That's our reason. I've combined two stories there. But Jesus didn't do that. What did he do? He prayed with loud cries to him who was able to save him from death. And he was heard in that he feared. And we see him praying in the garden. That was the most difficult temptation. That was the most intensive prayer he prayed. That was how he overcame. He overcame. One, he hated iniquity. Two, he cried to God who could supply grace to walk above sin. And what did he do for us? He now released his promises. He said, with these magnificent promises, you also will perfect the expression of divine nature. And that's what we did last time. We take the word of God. I said last time, we are not commenting on our lives, our experiences. We are not commenting on our background. We are not commenting on how things have been with us. When we declare God's word, we are setting a direction for our life from today. If I say sin shall not have dominion over me, I am not talking about whether I had dominion over me yesterday or not. I'm saying from now. And last time I preached about what? Diligent application. Diligent application. If we apply the word of God diligently, it works all the time. The major problem is that we are not diligent in the application. If we apply that word diligently, it works all the time. What do we mean by diligence and patience? That is, once I start, I stick with it. I hold on to this word. I'm not trying to get something personally from it. I'm trying to just live a life that is pleasing to God. That's why we pre- declared at the beginning, I am being filled with the knowledge of his will, in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. As a result of this, I'm working in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects, to bear fruit in every good work. That's our emphasis. If we hold God's word like that, so I wake up in the morning, I said to my body, listen, you are not yielded as an instrument of unrighteousness. Listen to me. The word still becomes flesh. I don't know whether you're getting my point. The word will still become flesh. If you wake up in the morning, look at yourself in the mirror. Say, this body I'm seeing there, you are not yielded as an instrument of unrighteousness. The word become flesh. If you declare to yourself, sin shall no longer have dominion over me. If you declare to yourself, my old man has died. My old man was buried with Christ. I rose up with him in a new form of life. I'm living up, I'm, I'm living a life now that is energized by the faith of God, not by my own strength, but by the grace of God. It's not about your determination. Is the word becoming flesh? In your life. That's what we are preaching. That's what God expects. That's what is called grace. What is grace? It's when the word becomes flesh in your life. That's what grace is. It's not your determination. It's what? The word becoming flesh. Let's rise to our feet. I think I'm done. I think I'm done. The Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. If you believe, it, give me an amen. amen. Let's begin to give the Lord thanks. Most importantly, for the power, for the grace... For the resurrection power that we have in Christ Jesus. Remember I said we don't make excuses for sin. One of the excuses people make is as if, no, they say your flesh does not sin. And they say your spirit does not sin, so it doesn't count. Listen, the Bible is talking about defilement of flesh and what? Spirit. Flesh defilement. It affects the believer. Let's begin to give the Lord thanks. That we have been set free from bondage. Thank God, say, Lord, I thank you. Because from bondage I have been delivered. From bondage to sin... I have been delivered. See so the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus is working in me. He has set me free from the law of sin that produces death. Say so in the name of Jesus, I have been set free. In the name of Jesus, I have been set free. In the name of Jesus, I have been set free. In Christ Jesus, I have been set free. In the name of Jesus, I have been set free. Give him thanks, saying, In the name of Jesus, I have been set free. Say, I was not born of the will of flesh. I was not born of the will of man. I was born of the will of God. You know what that means? Even though my father was an alcoholic, it will not hold in my life. It will not hold true in my life. Declare it. Everybody just say after me, Say in the name of Jesus. I was, not born of the will of flesh. I was not born of the will of flesh I was not born of the will of man I was born by the will of God Therefore, Therefore The sin, the, sin the, iniquity of the iniquity of previous generations Will not have hold in my life, not have hold in my life. Say the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus cleanses, me from all cleanses me from all iniquity Say the blood of Jesus cleanses me from all iniquity. Me from all you know, many years ago, I went for a wedding that was officiated by Pastor Chris Okoti. And he explained that word, iniquity. Very interesting, never heard it like that. He, he gave an example. He said that everybody, every n- nation, every people, they have um, what I would call you know, a natural tendency. In fact, I don't know whether this is good or bad, but he gave an example. He said the Jebu man is, en- is known to be very stingy. He said, so that was the example he gave that day. He said, so you can say the iniquity of the Jebu man is being stingy. You get my point. But that's a natural man. Somebody say, that's a natural man. A natural can, I yeah. can I digress? Can I digress? Can I digress? Very important. Don't, please don't be absent on Saturday. I'm going to continue teaching about faith or how to get faith. One of the ways you get faith, recognize the body of Christ. Are you getting my point? Don't ever refer to a Christian. You know he's an Jebu man. That's why he's stingy like that. I don't know whether you're getting my point. Yes, yes. Don't define believers by the place they came from naturally. Yeah. Don't. It's, it's dangerous. You are wearing away your faith. That's why you won't marry a good wife, you won't marry a good husband. Because many people would not have married Jesus Christ if he was looking for a wife. Why? They say it's from Nazareth. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Are you getting my point? Yes. They had this idea that nothing good can come from there. So if Jesus was a young man looking for a wife... He said, Ah, Sister Angela, how far? This is my Angela. One day, when <laughs> she finds me, <laughs> I just look for a name so that I'm not talking about anybody. Sister Angela, how far? I was thinking, and I began to pray. My spirit. He said, Where are you from? She said, from Nazareth. Ah, she now go and Tell her friends or her parents. Um, Brother Joshua wants to. Wants to marry me. Say, Where is he from? Nazareth. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? She said, Please, oh, nothing good can come out from there. Many of us are like that too now. Once you, you want to marry, once you hear what the, where the man is from, where the woman is from, you say to yourself, can anything good come out of there? Tell your neighbor, ungodly. ungodly. Tell the person, ungodly talk. Ungodly talk. Say, stop that, nonsense. stop that nonsense. If the person is not talking, he's guilty. <laughs> if anybody besides is afraid to talk, he has, he's afraid that it's guilt. Now guilt, they pursue him. He said, do not give offense either to Jews or to Gentiles or to the church of God. Are you getting my point? We are all one body in Christ. Please, can you do me a favor? Hold somebody on your left and your right. Just for a few seconds. Say we are all one body in Christ. We are all one body in Christ. Say it again, we are all one body in Christ. We are all one body in Christ. We We are children of the same Father. We are born of the same Spirit. We are baptized into the same body. We are baptized into the same body. So we are all one body in Christ. We are all one body in Christ. I can lift the hand. It's very important. All right? So, you know, I just digress into that to just emphasize a few points to people again. All right? Now, so that day he explained that the natural man, that's what he was talking about, that this is his iniquity. Okay? That was the example he gave. He now said, But the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all iniquity. Are you getting my point? It's, it, look, that's the word of God. Somebody say amen. amen. What does that mean? You know, some people will say, you know, actually, something wrong in families. Say a man, he drank heavily. His son hated the idea that father used to drink, daddy used to drink a lot. But by the time he's 18, he's already drinking. And there's a compulsion that's pushing him to drink, doesn't realize it. By the time he's 30, he's just exactly like his father. I've seen it again and again. People hate what their father was, and then they become an exact replica of him. Listen to me. This is the word of God now. You will say amen to that. The blood of Jesus cleanses you from all iniquity. Amen. You are delivered from the iniquity of the fathers. Amen. Sin shall not have dominion over you. Amen. Declare, say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I was born of the will of God. I was born of the will of God. The seed of God is inside me. The seed of God is inside me. The incorruptible seed of God. Amen. I was, born of that I was born of that spirit Therefore the natural spirit, the natural, spirit the natural flesh, the natural, flesh the, natural order, the natural order Doesn't have any dominion over me I have been set free The sin of my father The sin of my mother Do not have effect in my life I have been set free By the blood of Jesus I let me say this unto you in the same manner, the you know, the <laughs> the diabetes of your father and the hypertension of your mother, the cancer of your grandfather, and the breast cancer of your auntie will not have any effect on you. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The Bible says, able to save to the uttermost. Yeah. People think God only cure spiritual problems. It's not true. It can, in fact, it is easier to all of them. They are easy. It's easier to cure the physical ones. People think God only cures physical. It doesn't get only cure spiritual. Don't you know? I told you, faith is built by what you hear. Every day they build unbelief in our hearts by emphasizing genes. One day, a girl that doesn't go to church, who doesn't know God, went to the doctor. said, remove both of my breasts and jolie a pit. And they put her up there as a poster child for prevention of breast cancer. Let me tell you, there are, there are scores of parts of your body that can get cancer. I remove the breast. Yes, she, she has now removed the ovaries also. Yes, yeah, she had. Because in fact, when I when she removed the breast, I said, "This guy, I hope you remember that the main problem is not with the breast, it's with the ovaries." So, later, I heard about a year later she removed both ovaries. I said, "It's not her fault. She doesn't go to church. She doesn't go to church. She has applied all diligence to remove both breasts and both ovaries." You said you will apply all diligence to take the word of God. Yes, are you getting my point? And sustain every part of your body. Amen. God does not only cure spiritual problems; He cures physical ones. Yes, I mean, they, they put out there leg, like, "Why Because breast cancer?" He runs in families. It's called BR, you know, brca one gene. If you blah, 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 lie of the devil, you have been delivered. Yes. I don't care whether your grandfather died of cancer, your mother joined, your father joined, your aunties joined, your uncle joined. I don't want the family remaining. You will not die of it. Yeah. Because he's able to save to the uttermost everyone that draws near to God by him. Listen, I, you know, I know all of of this. Even now, they've been reading the genes again. People are getting confused. They now began to learn epigenetics. How certain things modify the expression of genes that are there. There is confusion. But the word of God abides forever. I hope you get my point. Yes. Listen to me. What kill your father will not kill you. Amen. Okay. Let me tell you how you are going to die. You will be old and will have satisfied the will of God in your generation. Amen. I prayed one prayer to God some time ago. Okay. Now I'm busy to say it now. I don't know. I should not have said it, but I started so I'll finish it. I said, God, before I die, you do me a favor. I don't like surprises. So let me take a talk of heaven first. Let me see the angels that are coming to escort me. Are you getting my point? No so you just drive, you just to just wake up, finish preaching, just die like that. I didn't know you were going to die. What kind of rubbish that is that one? I don't like that at all. I like Paul's own. He discussed it for some time. I mean it's straight betwixt two. Whether to depart now and be with Christ or to stay behind, which is fruitful labor for your faith's sake. Alright, you know what I've thought about it. Okay, I have some messages to preach. Let me preach to you guys before I go. Then before he left, he wrote to Timothy. He said, I think there's nothing else to say. This is my last letter. I write this one to you. I'm now ready to be able to talk. And that was it. That will be your testimony in Jesus' name. Amen. Death will not take you by surprise. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. It will not take you by surprise. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. It will not take you by surprise. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Listen to me. You will have to consent before you depart from this earth. Amen. The Lord will discuss with you. If I like the way he did with Moses. Even though Moses didn't want to go initially, but they had to agree. He told Moses to lie down here. Now die. <laughs> 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 and that was it. Phew. Moses came out of the body. He said, stand here. Let me bury this body you used for the last 120 years. They now dug the place. They, laid the, they covered it. Turned the place back to natural. The, the, the Israelites never found it. God buried him well. And they said, Moses, come. The time over there is over. That will be your testimony in Jesus' name. Amen. Death will not take you by surprise. Amen. The affliction that killed your father will not kill you. Amen. Why? Because the blood of Jesus has cleansed you from all iniquity. Amen. You have been cleansed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Declared to me, say, in the name of Jesus. In the of Jesus, the, old, man the old, man old man was subject to death. My old man was subject to death. Because of sin. Because but in, Jesus, but in Christ Jesus, I am alive. I'm alive. Alive, alive to righteousness. Therefore, Therefore my, spirit alive my spirit is alive and is giving life to my mortal body. Say that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, from the dead is working in, in me, is giving life to my mortal body. Say, in, in me, life is working. Life is in, me, in me, life is working. From the, From the top of my head to the soles of my feet, of my feet is reversing every genetic damage, is canceling every, every mutation. Say, it is canceling every mutation. Life is, life is working, life is busy, life is working, life is active. The life of Christ, the life of Christ is, busy, is busy, is active, and is working in me listen to me, every sickness die in Jesus' name. Every affliction be gone in the name of Jesus. Because the resurrection power of Christ is working in these people of God. The resurrection power of Christ is working in every believer here. Therefore, I speak to affliction. Die in the name of Jesus. Every pain be gone in the name of Jesus Christ. Declare it again. Say in the name of Jesus. I have been delivered. I I walk above sin. I walk above the devil I resist the devil I resist Satan I renounce him entirely I hold on to the word of God By which I was saved I hold on to the word of God By which I am being sanctified By which I am being sanctified I hold on to that word And I declare Holiness is my portion Righteousness is, Righteousness is my portion. Holiness is, my portion. Holiness is my, my portion. Righteousness, that's my portion. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Let's begin to give the Lord thanks. Just give God thanks in your own words. Thank Him for everything. Thank Him in your own words. Thank Him in your own words. Sin shall not have dominion over you. You have been set free. From that addiction, you are set free. From that affliction, you are set free. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God. We give you praise. You have been set free from poverty. In the name of Jesus. Don't believe the lie of the devil. You have been set free. Father, we give you thanks. In the name of Jesus Christ, we have prayed. Amen. Our Father, will thank you, because you are good. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's share the grace in fellowship. The cost of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Surely we have passed out of death, and we have passed into life. We have passed out of darkness, into the light of Christ. We have passed out from under the curse, into the blessing.
1: All things have passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the
0: devil because we are seated high above with Christ. This is our season of fruitfulness and multiplication in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. One more time, please. This is my season of fruitfulness and multiplication in the name of Jesus. Please share with somebody on your left and on your right. This is your season of fruitfulness and multiplication in the name of Jesus. Somebody else. Somebody behind you or in front of you, just look for somebody. (laughs) All right, cheer up, brethren.